Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Living on a lifeline, the world doesn't ever seem to change. Looking for the sunshine, but you're caught up in the rain. It's like your eyes are wide open, but you cannot see you're watching life. Pass you by like one, two, three. Walking in destruction, the winds of life blur your vision. All the devastation forever feels like you're on the run. It's time. No one else can set you free. You're locked inside. And only you have got the key. We can be the fire in our own lives if we just climb a little higher. Lift up our eyes, open your world, set yourself free.
cheap thrills Woken late night at the old stone mill These cars and lies, french and fries What do you see if you close your eyes? On the floor, sign on the door. Don't wanna see you come around no more. You got your gold neckties, sweet pumpkin pie. What do you see on road? Take your drive. There's a who, there's a why, there's a we, there's a way. I go back, it's on that tree. There's a who, there's a why, there's a we, there's a way. I can hear the sages say. There's a who, there's a why, there's a we, there's a way. Make it happen all today. There's a who, there's a why, there's a we, there's a way. A little bit is still okay. See you come around no more, you got your gold neckties and pumpkin pie. What do you see on road? Day or drive. There's a who, there's a why, there's a wheel, there's a way. I go back, it's on that tree. There's a who, there's a why, there's a wheel, there's a way. I can hear the sage say. There's a who, there's a why, there's a wheel, there's a way. Make it happen all today. There's a who, there's a why, there's a wheel, there's a way. A little bit is still okay. Israel, Israel, 
תצליחנו, אשר אלוקינו, לא לידי מתנס או סורבתון, ולא לידי, לידי הלבוסון. I know, no, אל תצליחנו, אשר אלוקינו, לא לידי מתנס או סורבתון. ולא ילידי, ידי אבוסון. כי אם אתה יודע, אוי 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 Hey! 
Ich 
In the AM, Tuesday morning broadcast, I was Shlaimi Daskal. Song entitled Vayahibin Soa, off of Sheer volume number two. Hey, I want to say hi to those who are listening up at Camp Masora right now. Good morning, Camp Masora. Some of the upper staff getting ready for the regular staff to come uh, either today or tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, Shlemi Daskal with Vayihibin. So, Rachem Medli Netzach and Baruch Hashem done by Yaakov Shweki. Eighth day had Yiddish country. Miami with Yivarechacha. The Chizuk Nigan was Yehuda Green. Ohad Malchuscha, of course. Avarachamim Eli Marcus. Yoni Z, brand new with power. And Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday and it's June the 25th, day 22 in the month of Sivan, the year 5779. Tuff Shinai and Tess. Uh, it is. Um, there we go. Uh, 73 degrees outside here in New York with 89% humidity. Winds east at 7 miles per hour. Thunderstorms today with a high of 82. Then tonight, partly cloudy, low 70. Tomorrow, a gorgeous day. Sunny with a high of 88. Yerushalayim is at 91.1. In Guilford, New York, our, our aforementioned friends in Camp Misora, they're at 68 degrees. 73 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Welcome to a Tuesday, everybody. Plenty going on today. Lots of events happening in the community. We'll get to a couple of them uh, in terms of uh, full-length interviews. And, um, oh, I don't know, just a whole bunch of stuff happening that we got to update everybody about. Uh, we're between the school and camp, and I'm so happy that more and more people continue to uh, to tune in on a daily basis to this great radio broadcast. Thank you, thank you. Listener Arye says, good morning, listening on the road early in the morning. 
Um, Arye is uh, commenting on the app, the NSN, Nahum Single Network app. Feel free, if you're on the app, to comment away. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear, etc., etc. Uh, remember, this is the final, well, it's, it. okay, <laughs> I'm not going to say it definitively, but I'll nonetheless say it's the final week of our spring fundraiser. If you haven't yet given uh, to support JM the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, make sure to do so. Go to the um, go to the website fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Be as generous as possible. Uh, join the people who've given uh, 180 and 360 and 1,000, and uh, even those who've given 54s and 72s and all those as well. Uh, join those who've been supporting us over the last month or so, uh, keeping us going here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. It gives everybody a good feeling when they do it. Hard to explain. Well, not that hard to explain, actually. No, not that hard to explain at all. Uh, it's a feeling that 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 just envelops you when you support great radio. Simple as that. Brand new Mordechai Ben David. Plenty more coming up. It's Tuesday. It's JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Mordechai Ben David, a classic that we have been playing for the last couple of weeks. Oh, boy. I love it. Ode Yeshu here on a JM in the AM Tuesday morning. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in from around the world and joining us for this uh, amazing presentation of music and information, entertainment, etc. Recommend us to your friends. Let them know how easy it is to tune in, to install the app, the NSN app, to listen on their computer, to listen on our listen line, and be part of this amazing radio show every single day. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Support us by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, to make a generous donation, and we thank you for that. Galitzal in the background, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday next to Jamie. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Kanmai Arachlin, Ima Shikorei Achshav. מחמוד קטוס השואשם באונס בת השבע שוחרר לפני שעה קלה ממעצר. ברעיון ראשון לאחר שחרורו טען קטוסה, אני שמח שהצדק יצא לאור. הוא שוחח עם יעל דן בגלי צה"ל. אין מילים, אני לא יודע מה אני יכול להגיד לכם. אחרי כל הכאב שקיבלתי אני והמשפחה שלי והילדים שלי, יש הרבה מה להסביר. הבת שלי הקטנה על ידי. אין מילים, אין מילים. תגיד, אתה מבחינתך רוצה לחזור לבית ספר, למקום העבודה שלך, עם הילדים? זה פחד, אני אגיד לך. הרסו את החיים שלי. חמישה ימים לסגירת שדה דוב, שר התחבורה בצלאל סמוטריץ' הציג הבוקר בוועדת הכספים מתווה, לפיו נמל התעופה ימשיך לפעול במתכונת מצומצמת. כתבנו אליאב בטיטו מציין כי על פי ההצעה תועבר חקיקת בזק שתגדיר כי מסלול הטיסות ואולם הנוסעים לא יפונו ב-1 ביולי כמתוכנן. במהלך הדיון פרץ ראש עיריית אילת מאיר יצחק הלוי בבכי ואמר מישהו יצטרך לתת תשובות לתושבי אילת. אני מדבר פה בשם אנשים שאני חושב שהם ימותו אם והיה ולא נהיה קשובים אליהם. זה פיקוח נפש ברמה הגבוהה ביותר. אנחנו מדברים פה על ורד שיכולה סרטן. אני צריך בשני לחודש לתת את התשובות. וכדאי שתעכלו את זה, מדובר פה באנשים חיים ונושמים. זה לא סיפורים, וזה מוציא אותי מהכלים. ועדת הבחירות המרכזית לכנסת העשרים ושתיים התכנסה לפני אישה הקלה והחלה בהכנות לבחירות שיוערכו בשבעה עשר בספטמבר. שר הפנים אריה דרעי קרא במהלך הדיון, יש להציב מצלמות בקלפיות. כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו שמע אותו. אני חושב שהגיע הזמן שבכל קלפי, לא בקלפי עצמה, אלא בכל חדר של קלפיות, אני חושב שבאמצעים הטכנולוגיים שיש לנו היום צריך להיות מצלמה. זה לא פוגע בחופש הפרט, העיקר שיש מצלמה ואפשר לבדוק אחר כך אם עלו טענות. על רקע המתיחות במפרץ, הממונה על אבטחת הסבר סייבר בממשל טראמפ, כריסטופר קרבס, מאשים, איראן פתחה במתקפה טכנולוגית נגד ארצות הברית. כתבנו אגם קדם לוי שמע אותו באירועי שבוע הסבר הלאומי באוניברסיטת תל אביב. בחנתי את המידע שאספנו מרחבי הממשל בארצות הברית ואני מודאג. ראינו את זה לאורך החודשים האחרונים, אבל בשבוע האחרון לבדו חלה עלייה משמעותית בפעילות סייבר מטעם גורמים המקושרים למשטר באיראן. 
כביש 90 נחסם לתנועה בצומת הערבה דרומה בעקבות משאית עמוסה בעגלים שהתהפכה מסיבה שאינה ברורה. כתב הנורא משנים מציין כי הנהג נפצע קל בידו. כוחות חילוץ פועלים בשעה זו כדי לשחרר חלק מהעגלים שלכודים במשאית. מזג האוויר, הכבדה נוספת בעומס החום, מחר דומה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Amen. 
J.M. in the A.M., live in Odessa, Simcha Liner. Good song, huh? That is a good song. That is the um, Melech Shochen Ad selection. 
Eitan Katz had Yerushalayim, Vani, that's Mordechai Ben David off of the Platinum album. 20 minutes after 7 o'clock, no Yeshiva League sports update today. Now we are in summer mode as everyone's getting set for summer camp. A lot of day camps beginning next week. Some summer camp, excuse me, some summer camps have already begun around this country. Uh, camp Missouri is going to be getting ready uh, at the beginning of next week. A lot of other camps beginning of next week as well. So here we are. Sort of in between school and camp, wishing everybody an amazing summer. Yeshiva League Sports Update will pick up toward the beginning of 5780, the brand new year coming up in a couple of months. And um, uh, what can I tell you? We're here every single weekday morning, summer, fall, winter, spring. And I hope you'll join us on this amazing radio adventure. A lot of people have extra time to listen, and you know how easy it is to take us along no matter what. By the way, if you don't have a um, Nahum Siegel Network car magnet and or Nahum Siegel Network luggage tag, which uh, represents our big uh, on-the-move, on-the-road campaign, taking us on the go wherever you are this summer and all year round, uh, you could literally uh, email us, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. be more than happy to send it to you, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. And um, you'll be able to sport a car magnet no matter where your car goes in the U.S., and Canada this summer, and you'll be able to uh, sport it along the uh, along the jetway when you <laughs> when you get your luggage ready to go to whatever country you're heading to this summer. You'll be able to spread the word about NSN, and I thank you for that. Yeah, people will come over to you and say, "Hey, what is that logo on the luggage tag that you have?" And you'll be able to tell them, "You know what? You have a smartphone. Here, let me have your smartphone. Give me about thirty-five seconds. I'm going to install the best app ever." In your smartphone, you search Nahum Siegel Network. It's in their uh, their listeners, and if they give us the five minutes a day that we ask, then guess what? They'll be addicted to the show and to this network. So, uh, I hope I hope this strategy works because, frankly, the way I'm reciting it, it sounds like it's a, a no brainer. Uh, those of you who want to support us during our spring campaign, and I would hope that's everybody who's tuned in right now. You can go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Also, I got to remind our friends in the um, well, certainly in the Queens area, um, that today is a big day. Today's election day. Today on uh, this day, June the 25th, um, it is election day in Queens for district attorney. Uh, also, there's some elections for civil court judge and other elections as well. Uh, turnout is critical and crucial. As you're seeing through emails and through uh, uh, newspaper ads, Turnout today is crucial for our community. So everyone's being asked, especially in Queens, to go out and vote today to protect our values and keep our community safe and protect us from hate and anti-Semitism. If our community does not come out to vote, we'll have no chance of our concerns ever being heard and respected. Our values are at stake. That's just one of the messages uh, that the uh, rabbinic um, committee that is supporting Melinda Katz um, have, uh, have issued. In fact, this email says Melinda Katz for district attorney, Wyatt Gibbons for civil court judge. So that's just one example of the way our community is going today. Uh, Today, it's your opportunity, especially if you're in Queens, it's your opportunity, primary day throughout the entire uh, New York State. For those of us in Manhattan, at least for those of us in this district, there is no election. uh, But for a lot of people, there is, including, again, in Queens, a very, very important election. Try to get out there and vote. Try to encourage your neighbors, your friends in that area to get out there and vote. Today is a very, 
important day to vote. Primary day in New York State. JM in the AM on a Tuesday morning as we continue. This one is brand new from 8th Day. ever known pain it cuts like a knife through your heart have you ever known shame it makes you hide out in the dark and i want to know why life can be rough we all are enough show me it's possible to never give up never ever give up no never ever give up Let's stand together, you and I As one or better, just give it a try Fire and ice, both in our souls We're all unique, always hold Just a piece of the puzzle in his great scheme up like a river flows have you ever felt love it makes you blossom like a rose now i understand why life is so good my dreams understood and everything happens just the way it should just the way it should yeah just the way it should let's stand together you and i
J.M. and the A.M. Tuesday morning. We all belong. It's brand new from uh, eighth day here at J.M. and the A.M. 73 degrees outside with uh, 89% humidity. Winds are uh, east at 7. Thunderstorms today with a high of 82. Then tonight, partly cloudy, low of 70. Um, tomorrow, sunshine with a high temperature for Wednesday at 88 degrees. Yushalayim is at 91.1. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Masora as they get set for staff orientation, which begins in the next couple of days. They're at 68 degrees and 73 here in New York at the JM and the AM. Uh, support our spring fundraiser by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Some people have done that right now. I shouldn't say right now. I should say... <laughs> I should say, uh, that's funny. Um, I should say they've done it, uh, they've done it this morning. Let's put it that way. Uh, they've done it this morning by joining our, uh, our fundraiser and we thank them very much for that. Uh, you can do the same thing. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And there are opportunities to, uh, sponsor different parts of the program etc. I would hope that uh, in an effort to keep us going, you would do just that. Um, either just give a donation or uh, sponsor part of the broadcast, which you could find at Sponsorship Opportunities at the top of the page at fjbunity.org. Alright, I am told that Rabbi Goldwasser is uh, getting a day off. I guess he also enjoys some time between school and camp. Meanwhile, we will continue here at JM in the AM. It's Rogers Park at JM in the AM. Oh, yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Ohad, Rock HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the name of that one off the album B'Sha'a Tova here at J.M. in the A.M. Rogers Park before that with Nigun Hisvados. Check out our community calendar online. Go to NahumSiegel.com. Click on community calendar. See a whole bunch of stuff that's coming up. Uri Davidi, brand new. He's next at J.M. in the A.M. Hallelujah, 
Living on a lifeline, the world doesn't ever seem to change. Looking for the sunshine, but you're caught up in the rain. It's like your eyes are wide open, but you cannot see. You're watching life pass you by like one, two, three. Walking in destruction, the winds of life blur your vision. All the devastation forever feels like you're on the run. It's time. No one else can set you free, you're locked inside And only you have got the key We can be the fire in our own lives If we just climb a little higher Lift up our eyes Open your world, set yourself free J.M. and the A.M. We did it earlier. I had to get it on again. It's Power, brand new single from Yoni Z here at J.M. and the A.M. Before that, you heard Uri Davidi, brand new with Hallelujah. Guy's got a great voice. Guy's got a uh, quality brand new album, to say the least. Uh, very impressive, really impressive. Uh, Uri Davidi here at uh, J.M. in the A.M. Uh, well, many of you are familiar, some of you may not be, with a uh, an organization called From Divorce. Um, From Divorce has an event going on the weekend of July 5th through 7th at the Renaissance Hotel in Westchester, New York. 
It is the 11th biannual weekend called Soulmates, Finding Yours, featuring world-renowned speakers, performers, Shatchanim, and facilitators. With us live via telephone is Abela Seabrow, who is a board member at the From Divorce, is also a matchmaker at From Divorce, and she's going to help us distribute this information to our community here at JM in the AM. Bela Seabrow, welcome back to JM in the AM. Oh, good morning, Nachem. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Everything is wonderful. Good to speak with you. All oh, right. likewise. A, a little bit of an intro because uh, not only I, but uh, there are others who are, I don't know, just don't have a complete handle on what From Divorce is and what the organization does. So give us some background, please. Okay, sure. So first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on the show again. Sure. It's a tremendous honor. Thank you. Um, we are so excited at our From Divorce offices about the upcoming July 4th uh, weekend, the July 5th to 7th. Uh, this is going to be our 11th weekend. And for those that have attended the weekend or have heard others speak about it, and we are very well known for uh, uh, the, the, the tremendous um, uh, success, but um, people will tell you that each weekend gets better and better. I mean, what, what can be better than better? It's best, the best of the best. And by now, From Divorce is known for being better than the best. Um, as always, we have an incredible lineup of speakers and performers, Rabbi Ephraim Shapiro, um, Dr. David uh, Lieberman, Dr. Faye Zakheim. I mean, we're talking about world-renowned speakers and performers. Um, we also are bringing in an alienation expert who will um, talk to people and um, educate them on how to not to speak negatively about their parents, um, to, meaning children. children. One of the big problems that happen in, in many divorced families is that one parent will try to alienate um, the other parent, and they do so by speaking negatively to their children about that parent. So that's, um, that's a very, it's very important. Um, the education will be very important. The speakers will be amazing. Um, Yehuda Green and Chaim Kiss will inspire us with their davening, uh, Kumzis and Ruach. We have the hilarious uh, Modi entertaining us on uh, Motzei Shabbos. Um, he's, he's just, he's always hilarious. Oh, that's true. Oh, he's, yeah. Um, on Friday, as people come in, uh, we will have a barbecue. Uh, we also will have a handwriting expert and, and so much more. I can't give it all away because so there there's going to be so many surprises. As I said before, it's, it, it keeps getting better, better than the best. So there know? is a lot going on. Bela Seabrow is with us live via telephone from Divorce presents their 11th biannual weekend Soulmates. Finding yours from July fifth through the seventh. All right, let's slow down a second here because, uh, for, so I was always under the impression that from divorce is a sort of like a support group for from people uh, in the community who are divorced. Uh, I know that there are events specifically that they do for the children of divorced parents. Uh, so this, so this event, meaning the fifth through the seventh of July, mm-hmm. seems to be for d- divorced people in our community who essentially are looking are looking to get married. Right? That would be the that would be the right way of putting it. Well, okay. So from divorce, so so yes, yes, absolutely. But so from divorce is um, an organization that that was started to help uh, parents navigate uh, single parents or people who have never never had children, just divorced people, um, help navigate through the process. Um, 
Divorce can be the most traumatic, life-altering experience that one may ever go through. And other than uh, the passing of a loved one, and I know what that is, I lost my husband, uh, there is little in life that can be compared to the pain and upheaval of divorce. You know, even though divorce is very common today, and I don't think there's anyone who doesn't know of a few people who are divorced, but yet the stigma is still there. They still feel different because they're not part of a couple. This world is made up of couples, and if you attend weddings and, uh, or any other event, bar mitzvahs, whatever it may be, those who are not part of a couple feel it. They feel it. But on top of that, going through divorce and knowing that, it, it's, it, even though people don't say it, but it's that unspoken knowledge that they are looked at by society that they failed. Right. Understood. So, so there are different types, uh, just back to my point, so there are different types of events that From Divorce puts together, some for the kids, some for families as a whole, right, or for you know for for those who are uh, you know exploring specific issues regarding their children, and then there are others like it seems this one is where because there are shadchanim like yourself and others who will be there who are trying to encourage people uh, to get back into the marriage scene, so to Absolutely. speak. Absolutely. Right. So for those so for those that are that would like to. You know, restart their lives, rebuild their lives. Um, this weekend is, is an absolute wonderful opportunity. In fact, we have close to 200 singles who have registered, wow. and not just in the United States, but international too. We have people from London, from Belgium, etc. The parameters, though, are that they either need to have a get or never have been married. Right, and we still have so many people trying to get in, and I encourage everyone to sign up, those that are still thinking about it, because we are right now at 200, and we just don't have that much more space for so, people. So these events, like the one coming up on July 5th, always sell out, huh? Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, we have a waiting list. It's not just We don't just sell out. We have a waiting list of people. Unbelievable. From Divorce, the 11th biannual weekend. Soulmates Finding Yours happens July 5th through 7th at the Renaissance Hotel in Westchester. As you heard Bayless Seabrow mention, uh, there'll be many speakers, performers, shatchanim, and facilitators, including Rabbi Ephraim Shapiro, Dr. David Lieberman, Bayless Seabrow and Devorah Rosner, Chaim Kiss and Yehuda Green, comedian Modi, Dr. Faye Zakheim, Naomi Class is the event chair. She's publisher of the Jewish Press. There'll be surprise featured presentations as well. There'll be handwriting analysis, speed meeting, uh, a Friday barbecue, five-star catering and accommodations at the hotel. Uh, now, it says here on the website, and it's fromdivorce.org, fromdivorce.org, it says it's a members-only event to log in or register, click here. So can someone get general information about this if they want to recommend it to someone else, and then those who are serious about being there, they should register and actually become a member? Well, they can, you know, going on the website will give them information, right. and um, in order to become a member, as I said uh, before, the, they, they need to have had a get um, or, or never been married. Right, understood. And Saturday night, the Modi event is actually open even further, right? You're, you're actually... Open. Right. So, there, of course, as I said, uh, we always sell out and we have a waiting list and we just can't take everyone. People are coming from all over. I mean, this is the place to be. There's no other place that anyone would want to be other than the From Divorce weekend coming up um, in 10 days. Um, so for those that don't get in, uh, maybe they've taken a little bit too much time uh, thinking about it or, or other things came up in life, <laughs> um, Saturday night is open for those, um, you know, for those people who still would like to have the opportunity 
to be part of the weekend, even right, though so, it's a small part of it so on Saturday night. But it's going to be an amazing part of it. So if you're welcoming 200 people for Shabbos, you, yes. you, you can handle a lot more for Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're prepared. Absolutely. I mean, it seems to me that, and I can't believe it's happening 11 times already this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it seems to me this is one of the great chesed's in our community, that you are actually giving people who would not have an opportunity to, as you said it earlier, restart their lives and, you know, pr- pursue, you know, let's let's call it, I don't know, more happy. I don't want to say true happiness. We'll say more happiness because right. we shouldn't... Uh, rebuilding. They're rebuilding their correct. lives. You know, we're help, helping them rebuild their lives and, and also to normalize it for them. Right. See, this, there, there has never been an organization like this before. Yes, there are singles programming going on all over, but this organization in particular validates the feelings of, of those that have experienced divorce right. and normalizes it for them. They're sitting in a community of people who have experienced exactly what they have experienced. And I, I, I have to tell you that I'm, I've been with the, with the organization since day one. And each weekend or each program, you just see the faces of people and the difference between when they walk through the doors and when they leave, the happiness, the satisfaction, and the gratefulness, and and the friendships that are formed, it's just unbelievable. And marriages, too. And marriages, too. Yes, we, we are boasting of a number of marriages that have happened um, as a result of our programming. Unbelievable. I'll tell you, it's just it, it's incredible. Every time I hear what you're doing, it just, uh, it's so heartwarming what you're doing for so many people. And, and, and really, in, 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 uh, uh, and I'm sure you know this just based on having been involved for so long, uh, it enhances the lives of the kids who are involved. It really oh, absolutely. We have programming for children, too. We have special programming um, uh, for Hanukkah and Purim geared specifically for kids. Right, but, I'm, but, what, I'm, but, what, I'm, but what I'm saying is when their parents go and, and bring more happiness into their lives. Oh, 100%. Right, the, absolutely. The, the, the rip- when the parents are happy, the children right. are happy. Exactly. And you can see it. If you if you've watched families who, where parents are happy, you can see the children are happy, too. And, you know, we, we, we help the parents. We educate the parents. Um, and we're there to support and and give them community services, and it helps the entire family. You know, I, it, it it just it just it's 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 one circle. We're I, all one circle. I really think it's amazing. Anybody ever get married from the speed meeting session? Oh, absolutely. As I said before, <laughs> yes, we we have had a number of marriages. Yes. That, but, yes, yeah, but absolutely, I, I, and I, I, I was so asking, proud of that. I was asking Dafka about the speed meeting. Yes, well, you know, if you're familiar with speed meeting, speed meeting, it's um, speed meeting, which is which is another word for speed dating. Right. Um, so you know what a date is, and here you have people have the opportunity to date so many people in just a few minutes. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> it's pretty funny, I'll tell you. It's great, and not only not only that, but it's cheaper too. I mean, especially for the men. You know, uh, uh, hundred, imagine going imagine going on two hundred dates. You know. 100%. The cost of that. When, <laughs> I, when I say it's funny, I'm not making fun. When I say it's, no, I know it, what you it, mean. It, it's just wonderful that, it's, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That, there's a, that there's a mechanism like that that leads to Shaduchim, which Absolutely. is so great. Absolutely, yeah. Listen, what, whatever works, and, you know, we, we are here for them. We're here for the divorce community um, 24-7. Anything that they need, they know they can reach out to us. Well, and every shul that we go to, and there are thousands of them in this area and many more hundreds and thousands around the country, Yes. Every shul we go to, there are people there sitting every Shabbos who are in this type of situation. Oh, we, sure. And we need to be aware of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The awareness needs to be there. And not only that, but those that are going through the process that have been divorced, that are divorced, um, understand that they need to feel like they're part of 
the community. They're, they're part of everyone else, part of society, right. and this is what we do. We normalize it for them. We validate them. We normalize it for them. And, and they walk away feeling special, special like everyone else. There's nothing different. Just the, because of the fact that they, they, their marriage didn't work out, they failed in the marriage, that doesn't make them any less of a person than anyone else. Right. In fact, better, because they've survived the crisis. And they're rebounding. Absolutely, they're, yes. They're, they're rebounding me- and, and, and being able to rebuild their lives again. So that's tremendous. They're meeting adversity head on, which is, absolutely, a, which, which absolutely. is a, a big compliment for human beings when they're able to do that. For sure. All right. Uh, FromDivorce.org. It's very simple, everybody. If this is a, a weekend that speaks to you, then certainly you better register immediately. Oh, as, absolutely. As, they, uh, people need to register ASAP because we are almost sold out, as I said, 200 people. And uh, for those that are still thinking about it, please do it ASAP. You do not want to be left out. Uh, go to the website fromdivorce.org and we encourage you to become a member uh, which you can do at the bottom of the page. Also keep in mind that Saturday night if you're not available for Shabbos or if the dates don't work out etc etc. Saturday night Modi is performing at the Renaissance Hotel in Westchester. That event is open uh, to uh, anybody who wants to come and be part of the From Divorce weekend and uh, gain at least a part of the uh, program uh, that they are presenting at the Renaissance Hotel in Westchester from the 5th of July through the 7th of July. And again, uh, the best way to get all this information and to be in touch with From Divorce is to go to the website at fromdivorce.org. Bayla Seabrow is, um, is, a, uh, is a board member, but is also a matchmaker. Yes. In the in the <laughs> in the arena of From Divorce, you can uh, you can meet her if you head to that weekend. And uh, please, God, she and her colleagues will have the opportunity uh, to introduce you at some point to your future spouse. Uh, Bela, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me it, join again. It's, it's an been important, a pleasure, an it, honor, and a pleasure. I appreciate it. It's an important weekend, and I hope a lot of people, uh, I hope even more people. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, oh, yeah. Now I'm ex- all over. International, too. Now express an interest in from divorce. Thank you so much. Tuesday morning broadcast at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Ich 
J.M. in the A.M. with Shia Rubenstein from Shire Hapleta. Pretty amazing album, frankly, the Tani Maman, of course. Uh, before that, Eitan Freiluch here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, uh, I think we could say safely that every time Maury Litwack is with us live via telephone, or almost every time, I can't say every time, but almost every time, it's good news for the Jewish community. Um, he has been working so hard with incredible staff and volunteers to do whatever is possible, uh, both in Albany and other state capitals, frankly, around the country. And uh, many of you are likely aware of the fact uh, that in his capacity as, as executive director of Teach NYS, uh, there is some really good news to report, and that is that Governor Cuomo uh, proposed in the uh, capital projects budget a new $20 million safety and security grants program to non-public schools and day camps at risk of hate crimes. And this is the result of the very hard work over the last few months of Teach NYS advocating for the creation of this program and its passage. Maury Litwack, Executive Director of Teach NYS, welcome back to JM in the AM. Always a pleasure, Malcolm. We, we have to produce results every time uh, I'm on the air or I'm not invited back. I'm really putting the pressure on you, saying every time you show up on these <laughs> airwaves, it's good news. I, I, then I, then I, the reason I qualified it, frankly, because often you, you speak with us, rightfully so, about voter turnout, getting out to vote. Today, by the way, is a good day to, uh, to mention that, right, to, to encourage people oh, to, yeah. get, to get— this, this, day, this, this is the voting day. There's a lot of big races today in Brooklyn and Queens, right. and, and really, really important for people to come out to vote. I was at a uh, event late last night where they were talking about voter turnout, and they asked, "Well, you know, in the from community, how do people vote?" And someone, 
one of our experts mentioned and said, uh, well, about 24%. And a couple people in the room said, that's not bad. I thought it was much worse than that. And we were all laughing because that's really not good. Wow. So, yeah, voter turnout is, is critical. Um, and, but, but, you know, the, the result of this new $20 million is, as we announced in our, in, our, in our letter to it, is really the result of people's voices and people's activism. This stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, I mean, community members and kids from our Jewish day schools and yeshivas have been calling their elected officials, and they went to Albany. You know, we bring that big delegation there. And one of the top issues they talk about is security. So when we, we found that, that when, when, when that was announced a couple uh, uh, days ago, we were beyond thrilled, um, but also we knew exactly what it was about. And it's about people's voice and voting and activity uh, in the civic process. That's, it's always, again, about that rinse, wash, repeat. 100%. And if only everybody would get that, then we'd be even more effective. But, you know, to a degree... You've pulled off the impossible, and the reason I say it like that is because I don't know for how many years people told you no matter what you do in Albany, you're never going to get a penny toward programs like these, and we've discussed this in the past. And now the community, of course, is is you know is expecting it every go round that the the money increases and that the uh, the funds allocated for things uh, like security uh, only goes up. The, by the way, and we're speaking to Maury Litwack, the the the, the whole hate crimes issue. Which, of course, is you know for, to us, to all of us, very concerning. No matter what state we live in, was, was that a key to this uh, to this new grant? Do you think that even if there wasn't this this atmosphere right now in New York State uh, when it comes to hate crimes, that that this this would have passed and would have been part of the governor's package, nonetheless? I, I look. I think that the the we're fortunate in in New York, where you know Governor Cuomo, for example, has had a very long history. Of fighting for these things, and this isn't the first security funding that he's he's allocated. It's now actually, if you bring it all together, between what's being given for summer camps and for uh, community centers and for non-public schools, it's it's sixty million dollars, which is actually um, you know big deal. But right. I think that the so I, I do believe that you have to you you, you always have to give Hakar to to elected officials, and there are elected officials who, in particular, really go to go to bat on these issues and then who understand them. Um, but at the same time. Um, they, 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 you know, even if you have those champions, they don't make the whole process. And, and the legislature, which is made up of a lot of different, your representatives have to hear from people and say, Hey, um, this is what we're doing with the funding. This is how the impact it's making. So for example, um, we brought probably 30 to 40 elected officials, uh, over the last six months in New York and New Jersey, um, to yeshivas and day schools. And one of the first things they remarked was, wow, you, you need a lot of security, and and that's 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 a realization to them, just like it's a realization to them that uh, we have a tuition crisis, right. and that the cost of Jewish education is, is really a big deal. So I would say that 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 um, you know we, we are fortunate. There are a number of champions within the Jewish community within the the um, uh, capitals in which big Jewish populations exist. Uh, but at the same time, their jobs are made easier if we are out there and we're vocal and we're, we we are voting. Yeah, and how great that is that uh, that you have uh, made sure that so many of them visit the yeshivas and schools. Maury Litwax with us, executive director of Teach NYS. How did the summer camps get into this bill? I mean, uh, school, you know, we understand, but there's also day camps. In, I don't, I don't even know if the summer camps in New York State are included. I know that day camps in in Jewish communities are included, right? Am I right about that? Right. So, so, so this this bill has has day camps included, um, regional camps or summer camps. Uh, we actually uh, mentioned explicitly in a in a program uh, earlier in in uh, the year 
a $25 million program. Uh, so I think there's a basically a total of $45 million that's eligible that the camp population can be eligible for. Wow. Um, and as always, people can, come, can, can, can reach out to our, our office, uh, teachcoalition.org, and teachcoalition.org, and they can go on there and they can find out. And we're getting a lot of camps that are reaching out to us. But the way this happened is, is really, I think, two things. One is, is exactly what I mentioned previously, is you have a champion and someone who really cares about these issues. Things get done. Assemblyman Simcha Eichenstein from uh, Brooklyn, who is a freshman legislator. He's the first Hasidisha um, elected official, uh, I think, in the country, um, in, I mean, in state government. Right. And he went to bat on this. And he said it's really important. We need these, these summer camps just don't have uh, the, the uh, security that they need. Uh, and then the other piece is, is, is the critical, you know, I didn't talk about this yet, but the critical nature of, of, of Achtas in general in our community. And Bubov in Brooklyn was instrumental in, 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 I would, I, in, in being very vocal in Albany and, and rallying and bringing together uh, as many of the Jewish community groups as, as they could, because uh, they have these big summer camps for Bubov, and they were saying, you know, we really need our help, this is the help and support here. So I, I think, you know, the... If I were to say how summer camps happen, again, a champion, again, people making their voice heard, but also another you know, part of the secret sauce is Octus, which is the, 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 the day schools and larger from community getting together and working uh, together because elected officials don't know, you know, uh, Litvish, Svartic, Hasidic, they, 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 they know Jew. And that's all they know. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and, and we have to be united and remind everybody that we are one united community. Uh, are we now number one in New York? Because you know that other states were doing much better with their state legislatures for a while when it comes to these types of allocations for the Jewish community. Is New York now uh, at the forefront? Well, let me just give you a real brief, brief overview in, in, in terms of that, which is, in la- I put this up on social media, which is in the last six months, um, some really remarkable things have happened in security funding um, uh, uh, around the country in terms of, of, of elected officials stepping up including um, in January, Governor Murphy in New Jersey signing into law $150 per child security funding, which is, which is um, a, a really a record amount in terms of that for the state of New Jersey, um, and to, including in Florida, there's $2.5 million in security funding that Governor DeSantis just signed into law a week ago. Um, and in uh, New York now, I'm sorry, and forgive me, in California, Governor Newsom announced uh, a month, a couple month or so ago that he was signing into law um, and supporting $15 million in security funding. Uh, so New York is the, is the leader now. It has $60 million in total funding, which goes to an array of programs. Uh, but if you're lis- listening and you're living in some of these other states with big Jewish populations, um, again, if you speak to any of your uh, yeshivas or day schools uh, in, or activists in your given region, They'll tell you that uh, when we, they started down the path of advocating for security funding or for other initiatives in their state capital, many people scoffed and say, "Well, that's going to be impossible. How could that's never? We've never we've never gotten that before. How are we going to get it?" And in the last six months, um, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, of success with that. Obviously, that's 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 not a you know having to go after security funding and having to do that is not a um, a situation I think anybody in the community right. wants to be wants to be in. But I, I think that is it is it is um, it is a nice uh, welcome news to community members that there is uh, a path forward and a playbook that they can follow where they can point to other states and say, well, they're doing this. They're securing summer camps. They're securing. They're providing guards uh, and equipment 
and why can't you? And, and I think that's something that we, we, we strongly encourage uh, members of the community to be vocal on with their elected, official, uh, elected officials. Uh, we've seen, I think, I, you mentioned Simcha Eisenstein. I've mentioned, I can mention ones in Jersey and in California. Freshman legislators, brand new, who go to bat on these issues, if the community speaks up, and, and tells them how important it is for them to get involved. Yeah, it's really remarkable. Again, we don't like the circumstances that uh, uh, that we have in some states that has led to this, because obviously hate crimes and other things uh, uh, accelerate the need and the uh, urgency for security measures. But, uh, as you said, the, uh, the in so many states, including New York, uh, there were so many naysayers, it would never happen, state legislatures would not come through with uh, these types of grants, and sure enough, uh, just the opposite has happened. Maury Litwack, he's executive director of Teach NYS. Uh, the news, of course, that uh, you might have heard already, is that Governor Cuomo has proposed in the Capital Projects budget a new $20 million safety and security grants program to non-public schools and day camps at risk of hate crimes. And Teach NYS spent many months, especially the last couple of months, advocating for the creation of this program. Maury, one last word, please, as today is primary day. Tell everybody why it's important for every single person to get out there and vote. Well, it's a little-known little fact, uh, nothing, but but it is it is it is it is it is not public record uh, who you voted for, but it is public record if you voted or not. Right. So, uh, one of the things we talk about a lot in our in our Florida operation, uh, if you live in Florida, I'm sure you've heard about Teach Florida, mm-hmm. which is they talk all about super voters and the right. fact that if you vote every election, politicians look at those uh, those voters and say, "Wow, we, you know, we really have to hear what they have to say because they are so active and engaged." Don't miss an election. Bring your friends and family uh, to the polls. Bring your kids to the polls. Bring your grandkids to the polls because voting is free. It's one of the only free things you can do in life, and it's a privilege. And it's 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 something which you can de- which which uh, when done and done in a community in a big way uh, can literally change the world. And even though some of the young people out there who are now eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and and older who are now voter-eligible voter because of their age, although they may not believe this, their grandparents and great-grandparents would give anything for the right to vote when they were that age, if they were from countries that had no free voting. So keep that in mind as well. When it comes to our tradition, it's a good tribute to previous generations to get out there and vote. Oh, yeah, 100%. And and, and once you vote, call 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 your uh Bubby's 80 and tell them <laughs> that's right exactly tell them. It, it, <laughs> they'll it's shep nachas that's for sure 100 percent. maury thank you so much for all the good news have a wonderful summer sir you too i'm looking forward to the next time i'm on we gotta we gotta <laughs> i gotta i gotta work on something for next time <laughs> i appreciate that i'm glad i lit a fire under you maury <laughs> <laughs> litwack executive director of teach nys that's the joke folks not a joke it's it's wonderful actually Every time he comes on, thank God he has more great news because they're doing amazing work and on a regular basis getting us great news from the New York State Legislature and from other um, uh, areas from around the country and uh, in general. Uh, great news on the political front, Baruch Hashem. Tuesday morning broadcast, more coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM. Sasode, 
And David with that classic here on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Uh, Daniel Pomerantz is with us live via telephone. He is the executive director of Honest Reporting. Uh, according to the website, Honest Reporting monitors the news for bias, inaccuracy, or other breach of journalistic standards in coverage of the Arab-Israeli conflict. It also facilitates accurate reporting for foreign journalists covering the region. Honest reporting is not aligned with any government or political party or movement. They simply believe that a fully informed public is essential to progress and understanding in conflict resolution. 
Uh, Daniel Pomerantz, Executive Director of Honest Reporting. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Mordechai. It's good to be here. Uh, it's Nahum, no problem. <laughs> we just, we <laughs> oh, Nahum, sorry. <laughs> no problem at all. Um, so it's interesting. If you're going to, um, to do your best to maintain this mission of monitoring bias, inaccuracy, and other breach of journalistic standards, uh, then you're essentially working 24 hours a day because there is plenty <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there is so much that you guys, your entire staff, has to monitor on a daily basis. It's hard to believe. Tell me about the beginnings, how this all started with Honest Reporting. Well, you know, it started in during the uh, second intifada where a uh, horrible picture came out in the New York Times that appeared to show an Israeli police officer beating a Palestinian man. And it turned out that the Palestinian boy, actually, was Tuvia Grossman, a Jewish uh, student from Chicago who was studying yeshiva in Israel. Right. And uh, the policeman was a Druze, uh, which is uh, sometimes considered Arab uh, policeman, who was warding off a crowd of uh, Palestinian attackers who had been beating this boy. So the article completely got the story reversed. And uh, the, some people were so upset about it that they began a, an email chain. This was before social media. And the list got so large that they ended up turning it over to uh, an organization which... Uh, from there, it became a uh, an organization that has since turned into Honest Reporting, and that's where we are today, almost 20 years later. Um, in my intro, when I said, you know, you're busy 24 hours a day, I mean, I, essentially, what could you tell uh, people who aren't following the news round the clock about inaccuracies? Is it way beyond your expectations? Is it is it less than people think? Like, what would you? How would you describe? the level of inaccuracy, especially vis-a-vis Israel and the Arab-Israeli conflict? Well, there's a variety. It depends on the publication, the journalist, the editor. And, you know, we don't have the luxury of being of generalizing. We have to look to see uh, the specifics and target the, the specific problems and work with the, the people who are people we can work with. Uh, but I'd say it has gotten, in some ways, it's gotten better over the years, mm. partly because of our efforts. In other ways, it's gotten worse as new forms of media have emerged and there are new people who require our attention. But for ordinary people, I can suggest that if you go to our website, which is honestreporting.com, and if you get on our our email list and receive our emails, we put out critiques of uh, articles or, or TV programs that are problematic or websites, and you can learn from that how to spot inaccuracies yourself. And often we'll put out a call to action if you want to send an email to the editor. We give you the link. You can click, and we give you all the information you need to explain why there's a problem. And when they get a critical mass of emails, it really does make a difference. Uh, Daniel Pomerantz is with us, honestreporting.com, honestreporting.com. Are you on social media as well under the name Honest Reporting? We are. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, which is where a lot of journalists are, and we get into plenty of good arguments there. You can even find us on Instagram. Not quite as often as uh, Instagram is less suited to politics, right. but we do make sure to have a presence there. All right. Um, so, again, I, I mean, uh, you know, we, we don't need to establish a scorecard, but I am curious, and this could take a while if we went through every single one that I'm curious about. But, <laughs> I mean, the New York Times, they have a certain reputation, especially among the, the what let's call it the dedicated pro-Israel community. Uh, is it a deserved reputation? In some ways it is. Now, we want to remember they also have Brett Stevens, who used to be with the, the uh, Wall Street Journal. They have Barry Weiss, who are excellent. Uh, they, uh, one example of a problem with the New York Times is that they're referring to these, uh, these border riots 
uh, at the Gaza border as protests. And so anytime someone, uh, one of the rioters, got shot or injured or killed, uh, they would always say Israel shot a protester or shot someone during protests. And that gives Americans the idea that we're talking about Martin Luther King marching on Capitol Hill or some brave person in Tiananmen Square standing in front of a tank, when in reality we're talking about people attacking uh, Israel with weapons. And we put on just continuous pressure, and we've seen the headlines have changed since then, and now they refer to border clashes instead of protests, which is actually a step ahead of what some other publications are doing right now. Right, and that, so and that likely is because of your work, frankly, that they made that it change. Is like, it is likely because of our work. So sometimes the worst offender can become a little bit better because right. they get our attention. Uh, they overcompensate. Course, the pendulum swings the other way. That's true, and don't forget, and by the you know, way, they had this and, political and, cartoon recently. Right, of course. Uh, which, and, of, of course, attract their own attention. Right. And by the way, if they have any journalistic integrity... Um, if they if they are if they are awoken to something that they do that they're either not aware of or not sensitive to, they they might in fact overcompensate and and try to you know correct it so to speak. Well, we find there's all types of people in journalism. Some have integrity and just don't know all the information, and those are really the best people to work with because there is room to make improvement. Right. Some people really are anti-Semitic or hateful or just believe in a certain narrative, and those people may not respond to. Uh, thoughtfulness, but they may respond to a certain amount of pressure that, that could endanger their public reputations because journalists do care about that. Right, understood. And on the scorecard angle, what about CNN? They also have a certain reputation. They are also cited generally. Forget about the president of the United States for a moment. I'll mm-hmm. ask you about him in a second. But they are cited often in terms of inaccuracies when it comes to Israel, uh, the way they'll post their videos and describe what's going on. Uh, where would you put them on the on the scale of inaccuracy? <laughs> You know, CNN's interesting. They uh, were quite terrible for a long time, and they finally replaced their uh, local correspondent in Israel. The current person is a guy named Oren Lieberman, speaks Hebrew, has an Israeli wife, does a fairly decent job most of the time, but sometimes his stories end up uh, getting headlines out of their offices in Atlanta or New York, and those people uh, are an entirely different batch, and sometimes their headlines are, are quite horrific, even if uh, Oren's story isn't too bad. Mm. Daniel Pomerantz is with us, executive director of Honest Reporting. Go to honestreporting.com. Um, I mean, are you specifically uh, engaged only in issues having to do with what you call the Arab-Israeli conflict? I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Uh, we know what just happened recently with the congresswoman from New York City who made a comment regarding concentration camps, made a comparison with what's happening on the uh, U.S.-Mexican border. W- would that be something you'd get involved with, or that's not your area? Oh, absolutely. We do, and we have. Now, we try not to stray too far into the area of, say, the Anti-Defamation League, because they're already there and doing their job. But we, uh, we certainly did, um, did get involved in that, because at the end of the day, it's media. And the lines between anti-Semitism and, call it, anti-Israelism have become so blurred that it's important for us to address both of them and uh, and make sure that one doesn't become an excuse for the other. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that, by the way, that you're doing that. Um, all right, the President of the United States often, and, and this is very often directly directed at CNN, but frankly, it's really directed at anybody, I think, in the mainstream media. Uh, he uses the expression fake news. I, as an observer... Uh, and as somebody who can appreciate inaccuracies in media, because, again, I follow the Israel situation so closely, I always wonder, and I, in fact, I was just thinking about this as I was watching the interview that Chuck Todd did with him on Sunday. I always wonder, it, you know, brass tacks, bottom line, how much of it is really false or exaggerated in a fashion that's unfair 
to the president. Did you have any comment about that? Like, is there is there a way to express the legitimacy of the president's general complaint about the mainstream media? Well, you know, we don't get uh, we don't take sides in politics because it's important for our credibility with the journalists. But right. I will say this: it's it's on the one hand, it's very positive that the president has brought the concept to public attention that news might not always be a hundred percent reliable. I agree with you uh, on that. I agree with you on that. I, I think he deserves credit for that. On the on the downside, though, it's the the phrase "fake news" and the concept of the news media being wrong and needing to be pressured has also become somewhat politicized. And I think regardless of your political leanings, you can and should believe in media accuracy and in pressuring the media when they do wrong, regardless of what political side they happen to be taking. Right. So I guess there's no way to really determine, you know, the, the scorecard of, of what is fake news and what is, you know, generally close to the truth. Um, well, the, the problem is that, you know, you can, it would be easy to identify something that's outright fake. Right. But the problem is much more insidious. Uh, like we were talking before, if you call a border riot or a border attack right. a protest, it's not entirely fake. There was an event there that happened, and some people there were protesting, but you've given people a false idea. So we don't call that fake, but in some ways it's even more dangerous. So much of it is so subtle. So much of it yeah. is just an expression here or there or a uh, um, a description you know, here or there. Like It's just a very subtle difference that really – can change uh, it could change someone's opinion frankly about the situation uh, and often it comes down, down to narrative if a journalist wants to say things a certain way or, or tell a certain story they'll take any event or fact and fit it into the story they want to tell right um do you encourage people aside from the encouragement you do give on the website to and you said it in this conversation to alert you and your staff to some of the you know the things that are going on around the world in the media do you encourage people to uh I don't know, contact the New York Times and, and do what you're doing. You know, let, let the let the subscribers and the non-subscribers uh, make their voices heard on issues like the one you described earlier? Absolutely. What, what we encourage you to do is it, when you see us write a critique, uh, whether you see it on the website or whether you get it uh, by being on our email list, which uh, I encourage everyone to do, you'll see oftentimes a call to action. If you want to contact the editor, click on this link. And by the time you've read our article, you have all the facts and data because we do the legwork for you. Then you can contact the New York Times. And I very much recommend to not vent all of your emotions at them, even if they may deserve it, but to take a very professional tack and say, look, it's not that I dislike you, it's that you're doing bad work, and I can prove it. you have any idea if they've heard it all from those in our community who have started to boycott or, or cancel the subscriptions? Do you have any clue if that's had any impact on them? I mean, they're certainly aware of it. I think the mood in the New York Times right now is that some of the people there may feel that they're on a mission to tell stories a certain way, and if that means they lose some readers, maybe they'll gain others and, and they'll accomplish their goal of telling a certain narrative. Uh, but what I would really like to see is for them to return to the principles of journalism, which is not to tell a narrative, but to tell the truth and to let other people make up their own minds once they know the full story. Very interesting. All right, Daniel Pomerantz. Honest reporting. Everybody out there, we are recommending you go to the website. I'm assuming on the website you could sign up for the email, right? Absolutely. Go to the uh, website, honestreporting.com. Sign up for their uh, daily email. And, and those of you out there, and we've had this a million times, uh, those of you out there who call us or are in touch with us and want to know how to react to somebody out there, when it comes to the media now, you have an address. That's honestreporting.com. They actually will give you a call to action when something is uh, – 
is uh, incongruent, when something is uh, somewhat suspicious, they'll tell you how to react and encourage you to do so in a respectful manner to whatever news and media outlet uh, is guilty of uh, the charge. So uh, check that out, and you'll uh, be able to enhance your participation in this entire system by being a member at honestreporting.com. Daniel, thanks for your important work, and the best regards to your staff, who I would assume are active 24 hours a day. Almost, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Daniel Pomerantz, Executive Director, HonestReporting.com. It is a a Tuesday morning broadcast. You're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM, Yonatan Razel. We're going to do another one from him that uh, Mayor Weingarten introduced to us yesterday on the Israel Show in just a minute. Uh, that's called Hatov. Um, big election today in Queens. I mean, there are elections everywhere in New York State. because No, not everywhere, but there are a lot of elections going on. Uh, today is primary day in New York State, so there are a lot of elections going on. Uh, reminder that um, for everybody in Queens and Far Rockaway, go out and vote today in the Democratic primary for Queens District Attorney. Our friend Melinda Katz is running. Keep that in mind. Our friend Melinda Katz is running. Uh, all right, keep that in mind. And it's District Attorney, Queens, and it's a very, very, very important race. All right, so keep that in mind. Also, I see that um, uh, Congresswoman Alessandra Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez has declined an invitation to visit Auschwitz with Holocaust survivor Edward Mossberg. She was invited on the trip by Mossberg and the Holocaust Remembrance Group from the uh, from the depths. Um, and uh, she has rejected. She has uh, rejected um, or declined the invitation. So. Um, Oh, Steve King. I didn't realize Steve King encouraged her to accept the offer. Interesting. <laughs> and she writes, the last time you went on this trip, it was reported that you also met with fringe Austrian neo-Nazi groups. Talk shop. Uh, she's got uh, she's got some nerve. Anyway, uh, Mossberg, who survived Mauthausen, told the Jerusalem Post that 93 years old, that at 93 years old, like most survivors, I won't be able to go on these trips for much longer. Now's an opportunity that won't repeat itself where one can visit German Nazi concentration camps uh, and witness these atrocities. The last generation will be able to speak and learn from survivors. Uh, both Mossberg and From the Depths founder Johnny Daniels said it was a shame that Ocasio-Cortez had declined the invitation. All right, keep that in mind, by the way, when you go to the polls today, because she has a, a favorite candidate in the race. Uh, but remember, in Queens... Uh, our favorite candidate today is Melinda Katz for uh, Queens District Attorney, and I hope everybody out there goes and votes at some point today in these important New York State primaries. JM in the AM at 13 minutes before 9 o'clock. More Yonatan Razel at JM in the AM. <laughs> Smach me, smach me, smach bechelkecha. No, 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 no. 
That's Ohad off of the Bishah Tova album. Baruch Levine before that here at JM in the AM. Achena B'Yishol and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Tuesday here at JMNAM. Don't forget, if you're in Queens, Far Rockaway, etc., really anywhere that has a primary today, make sure to vote. But especially, keep in mind our friend Melinda Katz for Queens DA. Um, hey, listener, he says, really enjoyed Ohad this past Sunday at Chicago Loves Israel. I'm glad to hear that. I spoke to Ohad last night. He said it was a wonderful show with a lot of great people in the audience. That's really nice. Um... More coming up. JM Rewind is next, and then our community with the United Task Force featuring Lewis Welts, CEO of Kojo Flopbush. That's going to happen between 10 and 11. Avrami hosts what will end up being a Tuesday-Wednesday live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time today. Make sure to enjoy, tune in, and enjoy. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. (laughs) 